Nah, man. If they had a versus of matches between Karrion Cross and Sean Spears, I might watch the Sean Spears stuff. I, it, I, I can never go that far. <laughs> is he that bad where we got to say the perfect 10 is better? Hey, man. What's your favorite Karrion Cross WWE match? Yes. The first one you ever saw against Champa? That's it? Well, hmm. I'm I'm caping. His Finn Balor matches were good, but that dude had a bad showing against Keith Lee. His Takeover Thirty Six match against Samoa Joe was I. The only thing that made it hot was Joe won. And then uh, who else? He had matches with Gargano, Adam Cole. Nothing worked. At all, so yeah. Hmm. Episode forty-four. Uh, I would rather see the perfect ten. That might be the title. I would rather see the perfect ten. Boy, ain't no way. Ain't no way, boy. Nah, but yeah, I'd rather see Ty Dillinger do his thing against Bobby Roode or something like that. Than any carrying cross match, hmm. but not nah. episode forty-four. Uh, before we get too far into it, just uh, uh, rest in peace to Daphne, who uh, you know, passed away this weekend, and uh, just today, hey man, rest in peace to Michael K. Williams. So, you know. Absolutely. I was at my people's house and I saw that happen. Yeah, just uh, you know, people got their struggles, man, and we just got to do the best we can to support them through it, and hopefully they come out on the other side. And if yeah. they don't, then we just celebrate the people they were. That's all we can do. Right. You know, it's just, hey man, it, it was something that happened this weekend with that that shit, man. People gotta leave that goddamn shit alone. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, at the very least, uh, they sell strips now. I didn't notice. I was learning about this today. One of the things in rehab they teach you is just in case people, because they, I think they're understanding that not everybody is gonna go and become clean after rehab right away. So one of the things they teach you is like just for fentanyl, like, hey, here's these strips out here. You can test your drugs. Do your best to test your drugs to make sure it's not fentanyl in there, because fentanyl is the thing that is killing everybody. Bruh. Like you can it's just thousands of people. Thousands of people who have done all types of drugs, and the common denominator for it is usually fentanyl. Yeah, that, that shit, bro. Yeah, that shit taking out people. It, it's no more real drugs. They lacing it with fentanyl, bro. That yeah. shit from euphoria. Like, I'm seeing stories about people talking about they putting, like, certain weed people are putting fentanyl in it. And it's like, yo, what happened to just regular PCP? Kind of. That was, I thought that was the extreme for weed. Now, no, fentanyl. Like, all right, probably shouldn't do this. That you know what's crazy? I was just having a conversation with my people. I was over their house when we found out the news, and I had cut a promo about people that be smoking that goddamn tweed. I'm like, bro, I feel like some of that tweed be getting people CTE. Um, I don't know. I can't speak too much on it. I'm not a drug user. It's just all I can tell people is do your best to get clean if it's becoming habit forming. And otherwise, hey, man, test your stuff. Make sure you're getting it from someone you trust. Someone who's selling, not putting that stuff in it. Exactly. Leave that shit alone, bro. If y'all want to do anything. 
And you know, it's not easy just to tell people that use anything to just to stop cold turkey. But addiction yeah. is a disease. But if y'all yeah. want to do something, just drink Hennessy. Usually, I don't drink as much as I used to. When I drink Hennessy, I usually get up, go run six miles, and work out. It gives me energy. You might be fentanyl in your Hennessy. That's what you're telling me right now. Probably. But I usually feel good, but not that good. All right. I usually just sleep a lot. I just say that. And then when I I sleep three hours, get up and go do it. That's not drugs. That's just 30s. That's just hard work, dedication. I don't know. I was about to say, because that's how I roll. All right. I can't say catchphrase either. You're about to look like ASAP Rocky in that picture with Rihanna and Nikki. That man, that man looked exhausted. Hmm. He just looking like, yeah, this lady wearing me out. I, I wish I could trade places. Yeah, yeah. everyone's saying Dolph Ziggler right now. It should have been me. Yeah. But anyways, let's get to what we all here for. It was all out weekend. And uh hey man, it is very rare when a pay-per-view doesn't disappoint, but not only not disappoint, but exceed expectations. And this is one of those. Mm-hmm. You don't get those too often. You don't get that feeling too often. Last time I had this feeling for a pay-per-view event was probably Kofi Mania. So, this was nice. It was, uh, we knew, we we knew some people would actually be joining, but the fact that they did it all in one night was crazy because, you know, when Adam Cole came out, it was like, all right, Adam Cole is here. But as soon as Daniel Bryan came out, I told somebody, I'm like, hmm. Adam Cole is now afterthought in all this to a certain degree. And he's definitely just one of the guys now. But I, I had a conversation with my guy I was recording with yesterday. Shouts out to Doug. It was just more so. It's more so just he probably wanted to get paid and kick it with his friends. It's not a bad gig, especially if I could still do my Twitch stream and then I can go get some money in another promotion and make just about the same amount of money as I was getting in NXT, my, my girl, she got her own uh, orthodontist practice. She get money yeah. all different type of ways, whether it be from AEW or going to do autograph signings. Yeah, that's why a, not. That is a relationship that has multiple strings of income. Uh, that's what you need. Yeah, they, <laughs> they might as well just start wearing shirts that say generational wealth because that's essentially them. Um but now, the cool thing about All Out was there was like different tiers of debuts and returns. So even on the pre-show, you had the Butcher return. Not Benny the Butcher, but, you know, might as well be the same one. They both scared the hoes. Um, you sure? Do women like Benny the Butcher? I think so. Out of everybody else. Yeah, Probably. Conway a little too aggressive and Westside Gun. They, I just don't think they listen. I don't know too many people listen to Westside Gun. We'll just leave it at that. If you want to hear someone rap off beat, you got Big Sean. Listen, I'll never forget what I said. He said, I need to hear Silk the Shocker versus Westside Gun in the verses. I'm like, I got to find that tweet right now. That shit had me rolling. True. Um, no, but, it was, you know, so on the pre-show, you had the Butcher return and you had the story stuff with the Hardy Foundation and the Best Friends, which the Hardy Foundation is Matt Hardy managing like five different tag teams. I was like, man, this man is the Don King of the tag team division. I actually kind of rock with that. That's a pretty cool story for him. So that was the first thing I appreciated about the event was no Matt Hardy on paid television. 
because the buy-in is on YouTube, so we're good. They gave away Matt Hardy for free. That's how Matt Hardy should be at this point. You know, then we didn't waste no time. We got straight into the heavy hitting with the Kingston and Miro match. And I was like, okay. Usually AEW likes to start with their flippy stuff, their their workhorse stuff, this and that. They was like, nah, we're gonna get right into this brutality. And I was like, all right. Because at the end, Meryl's chest was looking like uh, hamburger meat. Man, looked like marinated uh, steak at the end of that. Yeah, they, they definitely had to start that match. Uh, I, I thought if Eddie Kingston would have won the TNT title, it would have been called the nigga title. Oh, it would have been all the DMX lyrics. Because you notice, ever since that incident, Every time on TV, he show up with a with a DMX shirt, just to let you know. I'm still saying it. Uh, that he's from New York. That, that's all he's selling. Yeah. Tell me you from New York without telling me. Like he had like tour merch. Like he had the Rough Riders DMX jersey on, and I was like, "Yo, is this the flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood original?" Because that's what it looked like. But nah, man, they had a great match. Miro's still out here doing his thing. This is kind of like his uh, U.S. title initial U.S. title run. So I'm I'm out here for it. I'm with it. Uh, then you went what? What was the next match? It was. I could pull it up if you want. Oh, cause... oh it was Moxley versus uh Kojima. Yeah, and that's when we got you know, God in the building, first surprise. Because the match was good. I don't even want to discredit that. Like, you know, I think we need to give Kojima his flowers for being 50 and still going the way he goes. Because that ain't easy. Man, it, those Japan workers are just built different. They they be with the company 20 plus years. They stay with the company. They stay healthy or on the outside looking in, they look healthy and they work stiff. So yeah. I don't know, maybe it is something about that is uh mind over body where <laughs> your body get used to pain and you can just, just take it because that the is, fact that they stay there forever is wild. And they from there too, so well it's that and that's also just probably a sign that Japan has a better comprehensive healthcare system than America. That's facts. Yeah. Because none of them dudes look like they put too much uh, performance enhancing in their body. And they look, you know, they look like they're still doing their thing out there. But, um, no, the big thing was Minoru Suzuki coming out. Minoru Suzuki coming out, that popped everybody. Even John Moxley, he was just like, wait, what? Like he had Mr. Krabs meme immediately. And came out in the jumpsuit that, like I told you on, on text, only him and Cat Williams have that jumpsuit. Yeah, that 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 big custom made. That's all I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Cat Williams probably say something like real inspiring instead of just saying his name, but I digress. I know they got the same tailor. I know they do. Yeah, uh, I think you can buy that jumpsuit. If not, then uh, I'm still waiting to see when you can buy that Roman Reigns one. Yeah. I still need the Walter one, too. The Imperium one. Yeah, that one like $200, but it's worth it. WWE need a Black Friday sale. Put that thing up for $80, I'll buy it. Man, Vince don't know what no Black Friday sale is. I mean, he, he does, but it's usually when he want to sell something about the New Day, who is ironically on my screen right now. New Day been on TV all night. Oh, they had a match earlier? Yeah, they were doing a gauntlet earlier. For you know, what? For the tag team titles. The niggas always in the gauntlet. 
That's that's what the new day gonna be known for. They might as well call them the Gauntlet Gang. And then they about to be in a tag team tutorial for the tag titles. Yeah. So now the tag titles mean something because it's on Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. They try. Well, that is one thing about the last few weeks. I, I've I've actually been okay with is they've tried to give some credence to the U.S. title. They've tried to give some credence to the tag titles because it's looking like we're going to do Randy Orton versus Bobby Lashley at Extreme Rules. Turn it up. Yeah. So it looked like Randy Orton, they, like, I don't know if Randy is okay with this, but they might ask Randy, hey, do you want to do double duty and do two matches? And he was like, well, I'm not working that hard in one of them. That's all I know about Randy. Randy going to be like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be fresh for one of them. So y'all pick one. Yeah. Uh, what was I about to say? Yeah, no, no, no. It's uh, it's kind of like with him. Just I'm, I'm gonna work. You feel me? I'm, I'm gonna work regardless. So I, I'm actually looking forward to that match. But yeah, I gotta. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I gotta run Raw back. I guess later on, or just watch the highlights because I got to it late. So I'm just now seeing with everything is going on, like a tag tutorial. All right, so are they trying to get the titles off? Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, or uh, I don't know, they ain't got nothing else for them to do. That's what they might as well do with Karrion Cross. They might as well put him in the tag team because hey, Bucko, Tomas Champ ain't walking through that door. Nope, nope, because you know, it's gonna be somebody walking through that door. I was thinking more so, uh, somebody Q and uh, pro. Oh, Val Venus. Yeah, I'm I'm very surprised he hasn't come back to the WWE yet. He a QAnon dude. Even Vince know his limits. Yeah, you like you didn't draw that much pal with the towel. Mm-mm. Pal with the towel. It's gonna be like he gonna hit him up like Mm-mm. that's all. Yeah. It's not even gonna be the secretary. He ain't gonna get past the secretary. The secretary gonna be later, but like Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, um, so we got Suzuki, then we went into the women's title match once again. Like I said, I think All Out might have been the most flawless uh wrestling show I've seen in a minute. Like, I'm really trying to think of another, like, uh big wrestling show that I was like, yeah, this thing, it didn't really have too many gaps in it. But, um, yeah. No, one thing I did find so far, my fault. Go ahead. One thing I did find funny was orange Cassidy on the outside being very energetic. I was like, man, he looked like he cheering, like trying to get the ducks to do the flying V out there. Man, was Gordon Bombay pumping her up and took the L. I was like, all right. Now I want to see Orange Cassidy coach a bunch of the smaller wrestlers and have like his own little giants. Like we got to get him with Marco Stunt, Layla Hirsch, Red Velvet Short. We could do all of that. I'm with that. But I'm looking at Right now, the surprising thing, I think, was none of the matches went over 22 minutes. And we know even Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega did not have the longest match of the night. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, that man said, I'm tired. Like, fam, it hurts. But nah. Uh, so what was your match of the night? Uh, of course, the Loser Bros versus the Young Bucks in that instant classic. Uh, very surprised that the Loser Bros went over. Thought it was going to be the Bucks of Youth just because it's the Young Bucks and it's AEW. But no, that, that by far was my favorite match. And then Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander will probably be number two. Yeah, I can see that. 
Lucha Bros is definitely my favorite. That might be my favorite AEW match of the year so far. But um, number two, yeah, it's always the women's matches always come strong. But um, you know, I was worried about you at the Casino Battle Royal because I knew uh. Wait, first off, I didn't know you didn't know Chris Statlander was 5'11". No, I didn't check the stats, my brother. I I, I didn't check the stats on her because sometimes I just find out the stats about a woman when they tell me, but I didn't know. I was watching the battle. I actually took a break uh, during the battle royal. No disrespect to the women's workers. I was just like, this is my time. I was waiting for Big Show versus Dad Jabroni. QA Marshall. I know his name is QT Marshall, but he can go fuck himself. Thought he was a uh, thought they was gonna get that match out the way. They said nah, because we know y'all gonna leave. Yeah. Very, very smart for them to do that. Cause I was not gonna sit up there and watch that. No, but you know, I actually kind of like QT Marshall. Cause I was telling my homeboy this is the reason I I like QT Marshall. He gives you all that like eye rolling stuff Cody gives you, but in significantly less time. Mm-hmm. Like Cody will have a match and it would have been 20 minutes, 25 minutes. QT Marshall's match was three minutes. So mm-hmm. I'd rather take three minutes that I don't need than 25 minutes that I don't need. Because that was the underlying theme, and I think I told you that and told a few other people that. It's like, look at how good AEW matches cards look when Cody is not there. Like, mm. I mean, he was in the back producing like he was Ryan Leslie on the keyboards, but this match, you know, I was like, oh, okay. He good. He good. Hmm. You talking about QT Marshall, right? Yeah. Nah. I can't give him no leeway. I feel what you're saying, but nah, he he get heat with me, so now I can't give him no type of no type of love. I'll tell you why y'all fear. Okay. Oh, is that because he was talking to public enemies today? Yeah, I just found out, bro. I've been logged out of. People don't believe me. I'll be logged out of social media all the damn day. I'll get back on periodically just to promote or something. But I've been, I've been out the algorithms. I've been out the vortexes all day. I was posted in um in the place um Regina Smith lives. I wasn't at his house, but I was in that area today. I'll just say that. Just posted talking about life and forgot about wrestling. Didn't forget about the grind being these podcasts, but you know, sometimes you got to get away. But yeah, man, you know. no, it's smart. Like, we joke about these algorithms and AI, but it's going to be all the people who don't have social media accounts that the AI is going to run into, and they're going to be like, well, what do we do with this person? That's all I'm going to disappear. Yeah. But nah, it's, uh, it ain't too bad. Nah. I, I saw the, the little tip for Tat, and whoever tagged him in that to snitch on them, that was that's the person I I really think is a herb in all of this. Like QT is blamed for even going back and forth with them, but whoever brought him over there is like, yo, really, really, you could have just said that's not funny and moved on. But no, y'all wanted to sick y'all friend on him. Hey, man, listen. The podcast game, the new rap game, and the wrestling game is just like the rap game. It's For the most part, it's all the work. Yeah. So why are they making them run the gauntlet for a title that they have eight times, being the New Day? I'm confused. What else are they going to do? Who else is the audience tapped into like that? Are they tapped into the Viking Raiders? Are they tapped into Lucha House Party? 
Are they tapped into Jinder Mahal and his friends? I don't even know their name. I just realized that. Hmm. I don't sound like a parent right now. Jinder Mahal and his little friends. You got one friend, right? I think you got two. Hmm. They put just like with the Singh brothers, they they just basically gave him taller Singh brothers. But, hmm. Other than that, yeah, they had the Viking Raiders. They had Mason T. Bar. Supposedly, Lashley and MVP supposed to be doing in it too. And I was like, "Yo, where is Woods' title shot? That man pinned Bobby Lashley." Mm-hmm. Where? Why? Why are we not talking about that? We need that. We need that. But. So it goes. Uh, oh, man. It's, it's, it was a good weekend for wrestling. It's been a good few weeks for wrestling. I'm going to wait till December 31st if I'm not thinking about life overall or somewhere around that time. And I'm going to think about this year as a whole, this past year as a whole from 2000. In 20 till now, because by God, we've been in a fucking pandemic for a year now. Uh, it's never going to leave. But I, I'm going to have a conversation about 2021 as a whole, far as like the wrestling business, because this has been one of the greatest years ever, if not the best year. I've never seen so many wrestling fans come out the woodworks, come out the sewers like the Ninja Turtles. Both good and bad in that instance. The more so the bad ones are the foot clan. Never seen so many black people get back into wrestling as they have now. I've never seen people watch indie wrestling. I'm going to a GCW show. I'm in tech with GCW. The little homie asked me, uh, should I watch GCW? And I said, Yeah, you might want to. I went back to watch ROH in the past year. Last year I started back watching. Yeah. Uh I'm watching NWA. I watched that women's tournament, tag tournament. Like NWA wrestling. power was good. Yeah, wrestling is at its peak right now. Like it, it's because it's like you don't have to. Me as a, a, a wrestling fan, if I want to watch sports entertainment, here we go. I got Raw in front of me. If I want to watch wrestling, wrestling like I enjoy without the sports entertainment and the promos and all that then I could just watch all these other promotions that I watch because I love indie wrestling. So it's something for everybody everywhere. WWE more so has people that look like us, whether they getting buried or now they probably giving her, you know, we'll wait till that happens. But you know, Bianca Belair, I didn't, I didn't get to see SmackDown but I saw a promo and I'm like, Hmm, it's all part of the plan. And I mean that in a good way. That's why I tell, I think we say it often when I tell people just relax and that's everything in life. Just relax. It's a plan. But, you know, if you, if you want to see people of color, you watch WWE. Can't say that so much about AEW, but that's fine. Can't, I can say that a little bit about impact, but it's something for everybody. When you're getting people of color in WWE, you're going to see, you're going to see black people. You're going to see Latin people. You're going to see a few Asian people given that NXT. Um, and you got your Indian folks and Jinder Mahal and his his little friends. I got to learn their names. Um, AEW, you get the occasional black person. You get a lot of them on dark and dark elevation. Um, which I was telling the homeboy, I was like, you got to look at dark and dark elevation as something of its own thing. Like, it's not main event. Main event is a different, like, main event is unfortunately a place where a lot of throwaway matches happen. Dark and Dark Elevation is really trying to do some things. They're trying to showcase some people. They, you know, they're getting people ready for the main television shows, all those types of things. But the thing you get in AEW a lot of is, as you've seen, like, they have the connection with New Japan, so you get a lot of Asian workers. And then they have the, you have Andrade, you have the Lucha Bros, 
You have um, Daniel Garcia over there. You have Sammy Guevara. You got a lot of Latin workers. And the thing is, once you look at New Japan, it's very much set up like that. The priority and majority of dominant uh, races in New Japan are people that are Asian, people that are white, people that are Latin. So that's where the makeup is. AW, would I like to see some more black people there? Yeah. But if they're cooking in WWE, then I mean, hey, I'm good with that too. Because the profits is back up. They're back on TV and doing stuff. You got Bianca and the, you know, I win or lose whatever is going on with Bianca. The thing you can't take away from Bianca is this year alone, she has had feuds with Sasha Banks, Bailey, and now Becky Lynch. So, like the only other person I can think of at that point in a in a career as a main roster person that's had fights and somewhat rivalries with all three of those people early on was Asuka and maybe Alexa Bliss. That's good company to be in. Mm-hmm. But, Very good company. Yeah, but no, you're absolutely right. Like wrestling, wrestling's at an all-time high right now. Like it's okay to be a nerd and talk about wrestling out loud. People won't judge you. Not they'll still judge you. They still judge you, but it don't even matter because the community getting bigger and bigger. Um. Well, yeah, no the the other thing, like the Daniel Bryan. Adam Cole's stuff. Adam Cole's music was great. Was that a Rage Against the Machine song or was that like parody? I got the song too, by the way. If you need it. Yeah, you have to run that to me because that one was I was like, okay. Okay. The Daniel Bryan one, I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, I'm here with some 808s. They got Southside to produce this. I'm I'm with it. But I didn't really get to hear the song because the pop, but I just heard a little bit of it just now. Yeah, he got them Lex Luger 808s. Did you hear Daniel Bryan's? Yeah. That's what okay. I'm saying about this. Okay, I, I think you're talking about Adam Cole. But hey, man, yeah. listen. ADHD is a motherfucker. Like, I'm listening, but then I was like, I think he said Daniel Bryan. But it's like, Daniel Bryan's go crazy, but Adam Cole's is fire. Yeah, uh, we got. I got to say it right too, Brian Danielson. I had to get used What's to that. What's my rule? I know. I know. Whatever Vince call you, that's what you're gonna call him. Your mama call you Daniel Bryan. I'm gonna call you Daniel Bryan. But uh, nah, man, it was interesting seeing some of the stuff afterwards when they were talking about why they left. And it's this might the be same the- reincurring thing. Go ahead, tell no, the people. It's, it's funny for both of them. They both said. There ain't no beef with WWE. It's like we actually liked it. It's like we had good experiences over there. It's just everyone kind of knew Daniel Bryan was out of there when he went on somewhere and he was talking about going to WrestleMania and being in the main event. And it was like, yeah, it's whatever. I was like, yo, you about to be in the main event with the best Roman Reigns we've ever seen and Edge. And you just like, yeah. Yeah. What more but, can I say? Bruh, hey, literally, that's what it was. It, what more can I say? What more can I do? That's, that's, I don't know if you meant to actually do the J quote, but that's just great how you did it. Yeah. Because he literally, from the time all this started with the, the tribal chief becoming the best thing in pro wrestling, still to this day, it's, from that, from him having that great match with him uh, this past year in the triple threat and then the one-on-one match when he said, I ne- the irony of, I never, once you get beat by me, you ain't coming back or however he said it, this is it. The irony yeah. of that. But at that point, they probably knew, yeah, it's over. They they was hoping he probably resigned. But with him and, and um, Adam Cole, it's like, bro, it's one of those things where you fulfill your obligations and you're out. 
it's like if you were at a job, right? You did everything you were supposed to do. You leave. I'm yeah. trying to think in the sense of a musician. Musicians just keep creating because music is real time events. If you are artists, but I can't. I don't know how to speak about it with professional athletes too. Because, well, yeah, I can because with a LeBron, if he wanted to retire last year, year before last. Basically, after he got that third title, he would still be probably the third greatest player of all time, second greatest player. Getting the fourth title and probably getting the fifth one just solidifies that even more. And being self-motivated at this point in his career when he said, I'm going to be a billionaire, I'm going to do this and that, and he fulfilled his obligations professionally. If he wanted to leave right now, if he just decided tomorrow I'm going to retire, he's still great. With... Daniel Bryan being with WWE, you won the title before 2014, but you winning it in 2014 hits a little different. It's maybe like LeBron when he got that third title at his hometown. In the case of Daniel Bryan, getting that third, getting that title at WrestleMania means a little bit more when you had the job to Sheamus in like 10 seconds for the title. And then you started a short revolution in WWE where the little man gets put over. Not the prototypical type that Vince loved, and he got put over. So he could have retired then, but the fact he kept going, and then we got him and that eco-friendly um, heel role was great, and then it helped put Kofi over. Yeah, he slept. Still one of the funniest goddamn things ever. He asked Mustafa, what type what do of car do you drive? Oh, I got a van and slapped the shit out of him and said, Fickle, I was, I'm still to this day in tears when I think about it. So from that, and then he gave a great triple threat match. That's probably a classic at WrestleMania with Roman Reigns. Then you go to having another banger. Let me, I'm, my fault. Let me go back to last year, him versus AJ Styles for the IC title, a mid car title. They put yeah. on a classic. That this year, your last matches with Roman Reigns, like, you know, what I mean, we, we knew he was a professional, but this past year really showed he's a professional. The past two years showed he's a professional. Like, it's not about me. I don't mind doing the job to somebody because he gave his retirement match in WWE to Roman Reigns when he didn't have to do that, even though you might have to just because it's Roman Reigns at this point. But the fact that that was his last match, on the basis of everything that Roman Reigns said, and he gave Roman Reigns a great match, says a lot about him. So at this point, it's the same thing with LeBron. Maybe Melo. Well, Melo won the championship, but it, so let me just keep it with LeBron. One of it's all time great, and then Daniel Bryan being all time great. You just like I just enjoy wrestling. Let me keep doing it. Yeah. Why not? Like, you don't have nothing to prove. You already solidified yourself as one of the greatest of all time being Daniel Bryan. I'm just doing it because I enjoy it. The case with Adam Cole is just like, yo, in NXT, I have accomplished more than anybody in NXT history. And I, with him, probably like, yo, I don't need to go to the main roster. Of course, your goal is to go to the highest peak. But we know how that could work for somebody like him. But let's say even if he went to WWE, the main roster, and got a title at WrestleMania, yeah, as on to your legacy, but you still are known as Adam Cole from the Indies and Adam Cole that went to NXT. Now you're Adam Cole going to AEW, the second best company in pro wrestling from a marketing standpoint and overall popularity. So if he gets the title over there, it's like, all right, he got the title. He don't need it. At this point in his career, he's already solidified. I yeah. think he – I don't know if he'll go into WWE Hall of Fame. He should because they just got random-ass people there, and it doesn't mean much because it's Vince Hall of Fame. But yeah. I think – Yeah, I it? think – Yeah, it, so it don't exist. It's just you, you know Hall of Fame, okay? But let's say this. If he goes into the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, because that's a real thing, he'll be an example of – you can be on a small show of that nature, even though it's under WWE's umbrella, and you become 
a Hall of Famer on the basis of that and because you were an underground legend as well? Yeah. Well, this is a real question. How many people in Adam Cole's NXT run, which was four years, it's crazy that it was only four years, but in Adam Cole's four-year NXT run, who on the main roster had a better four years than him? What, Rollins? Roman? Uh, you talking on the main card or NXT? On the main card. NXT is basically just Gargano. But this other one, like, yeah, I'm trying to think. Who on the main roster had a better four-year run than Adam Cole did? In WWE, like I said, Rollins, Roman, Kofi, Kofi, like you said, AJ, AJ was good. Not even Randy because Randy been on and off, and it's not his fault. It's just at this point, and it's another person that's been solidified for ten years now. So you just you just playing out your contracts, yeah. That and that's what I'm saying, like. Then he went, he went to the main roster when they had, you know, that little Survivor Series program going on because everybody could get on the flight. That's the reason why that happened. Still, but it was a blessing in disguise. And he and had a against who? Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. So they know he could work. So apparently a report came out earlier that uh, Bruce Pritchard was high on – Daniel Bryan, which is surprise. I'm sorry, not Daniel Bryan, but high on Adam Cole. But I think Vince wanted him to more so be in a managerial role, managerial, a manager role. Yeah, really. Yeah. So I mean, take that for a grain of salt, just because. I mean, come on, bro. You know these public publications lie. But let's just say, I kind of believe it. I because I kind of do believe that to be the case. When it comes, because like I said, I was joking yesterday. Vince probably saw Adam Cole's like, who is this subway worker? Yeah. Like, who's so, just letting anybody in here today, right? Right, exactly. Like, bro, what what the trash man doing here? Because it's like Vince, you was you was trying to sign him like yesterday. That was me. That was I him. still don't believe That's that. Well, this is the main thing. I think when it comes to Adam Cole, particularly because, and this is something of Daniel Bryan and just in general, but I'll start with Adam Cole. Adam Cole left WWE and I guarantee you one of the big factors was they was trying to make him sign a 360 deal in the sense that, Hey man, your Twitch is our Twitch now. Exactly. And Adam Cole was like, hey, man, I'll come back if you just let me have Well, no, nah, he he already said he was going to come to AEW anyway because he had been there multiple times. And he was there to support Britt Baker. And, you know, supporting his woman. And he was watching and he was like, yeah, this is dope. This is dope right here. I, I want to rock with this. These is my guys anyway. So let me go be with my people. Now, this comes to the next thing we we'll get to is like everyone's worried that AEW is turning into WCW by signing all these old people and overpaying. And the interesting thing is from everything everyone has said, AEW is not paying the most money. Like I think Daniel Bryan came out and said WWE was giving him a lot of money and they were going to set up a certain amount of days where he could go and work in other places. So everything he wanted, he could have had. Same thing with Adam Cole. Whatever he wanted, he could have had. Adam Cole also probably left because Vince put out that memo that said, hey, be six feet, be under 30. Adam Cole was like, I'm 5'9 and 32. I'm not that much of an exception. AJ is right there. Woods is right there. Finn is right there. So you're like, you know. I see the writing on the wall for me when it comes to little dudes. You know, Miz is right there. Miz only, I think people forget Miz only like 5'10, ain't he? Yeah, he look a little bit taller than that. I thought he was only like 5'10. Maybe he is like 6'2. That'd sure. be crazy. But um, 
no. One of the things I saw was AEW isn't like overpaying or paying ridiculous sums of money and giving like these guaranteed contracts or creative control or anything like that. They're not doing any of that. A lot of people, the reason they're saying they're going to AEW is the same thing with Dan Bryan and Adam Cole and CM Punk. And a lot of these people are saying is like, hey, man, it just feels like what Brian Cage said. It just feels like a good environment. People are really happy to be here and work with each other and make things happen. Um, you know, they're very supportive of ideas. They do all these different things. You do get to work with the younger talent. You do get to, you know, help them out and you get to put them on. So it just sounds like people just sounds like a more fun job to be at. So that's really all it boils down to with Daniel Bryan and with Adam Cole and all these other big free agents that they've gotten. So, yeah, it's just one of those things. How much you think they're going to pay Bray Wyatt? How much Brian Cage getting? No, 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 no. We, because we, 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 we joke it, but we got to be serious. If you bring in him, which more than likely is the case, you, you gonna have to come out of pocket, pocket. Uh, yeah. Like, it was a report that Impact was like, yeah, we throw the money out. Six figures not gonna work for somebody that's probably making a million. He was yeah. legit, probably making a million dollars from WWE. You got to match that. You got to meet him somewhere between. Well, you might, but I mean, what's the name ended up is going to end up in Impact Strowman because they was Moose was like, oh, y'all can't replace me. And he's like, bro, we got the better white version of you right here. Right. And they went and got a Strowman. So whatever his name is going to be. Wait, is that confirmed? That's what I heard. The rumor is that he's at Impact. He's going to show up in Impact over the next like month or so. Like what? What's their next pay per view? Bound for Glory. In Vegas, yeah. So don't be surprised if he shows up there. Like that might be the place where he shows up. He was making a million dollars. They matching that? I don't know. With the meet and greets, some of the rights, the merch, and at this point, ain't nobody other than. WWE that can really pay you a million dollars like that. So you're going to have to pick some gifts somewhere. And like, he probably don't even care, bro. This, this this dude probably don't wash his ass and he probably hunt and he probably hunt his own food and make his own crops. He probably don't give nothing about no million dollars, bro. What's a million dollars to somebody in Wisconsin? Why do you think Aaron Rodgers, one of the reasons why he want to leave? Uh, well, well, he was like, man, I'm about to host Jeopardy. But my um how much are they gonna give Bray? I don't know. Enough to make him say yes. Yeah, you, you gotta meet him halfway. Yeah, but I mean that's what I'm saying is that AEW, like from everything what everyone's saying is AEW isn't overpaying these people. Like let Daniel Bryan tell you, he was like yeah, WWE was going to give me a little bit more money. I let Adam Cole tell us probably WWE could pay better. Go ask the man that hates WWE more with a passion, Carl Anderson. I guarantee you he'll tell you WWE pays better. But the way they work the indies, the way they work all these different shows and do all this different stuff and they get their merch you can see people saying like, yeah, I make more money here than I ever would in WWE. But those are just hustlers. But we're going to see what it is. I think, like I said, I think the big thing going forward for AEW is just remember your young guys, man. Remember the people that help make this look like the cool spot. You know? The Andrades, the Brian Danielsons, the Adam Coles, the Ruby Sohos, you know, that's all well and good. But remember, it was Jungle Boy that was there. It was Orange Cassidy that was there. It was um, Pac and Moxley. 
It was Britt Baker. It was Hikaru Shida. It was Nyla Rose. You know, it was Hangman Page. It was the Dark Order, Private Party, the Lucha Bros. Those are the people that were helping there and making this look cool and attractive to people. That's really what it was all about. So, so long as they keep looking at those guys and lo- those women and keep putting those people over and like, yo, you know, like I said, it's gonna be it's gonna be time to start hot shotting the belt a little bit too. But the one good thing about AEW that I'm happy about is even if you are not in a title picture, you still feel like you get used. You still feel like you're doing something. So they do a good job of not necessarily making the title the uh, end-all, be-all, or the way you get on the show. Because MJF has had one title shot his whole existence in AEW, but he's been on every pay-per-view. He's always had something to do. He's always been doing it well, too. He also had the best uh, entrance of the night. Absolutely. Uh, That caught everybody off. I didn't know you can do that. I thought it was going to be a license problem. Yeah. No, they did it, and I was just like, wow. Jericho really did, and he did. I was like, all right. That was good. That was good for a 25-year-old who looks 38. Oh, he's white. You 36. No. That scarf 36. That motherfucker. Oh, you need to retire that. Yeah. But he came out with the robe looking like Burger King that just hand people whoppers and stuff. It was wild. What now? What the fuck is this called? I'm sorry. Moist TV. You didn't know that's what it was called? Fire for that. No. No. Yeah, that's what it's called. Hmm. Moist TV. It's what happens when y'all teach white people stuff. It started with drip and now it's moist. It's actually about water. Hmm. Bro, we in a shortage and y'all talking about moist. Why Jay Cargill find that's always cussing? What else you supposed to do? Hmm. Oh, they had Omas and Lashley fighting? Yeah, we need that. We need that. But, uh, no. Yeah, all in all, it was basically the AEW show. Like the the aftermath of that, but yeah, man, this was that was fun. That was a fun show. That was the other thing is just a lot of those guys come to AEW just because they said this shit looked fun. Mm-hmm. You know, hey man, these guys is world trained athletes. These women is world trained athletes, but they still like enjoying themselves when they at work. The crowd be into it. They don't be trying boring. They don't be trying to hijack the crowd, the match. They just be in it. I'm like, all right. Whereas, you know, you got a match in WWE and stuff go too slow. The crowd starts chanting CM Punk or whatever. But. You got anything else? Uh, I really just other than AEW that really nothing else really happened. I didn't see SmackDown because I was working. I just know uh, Demon is coming back. Who? Was a Demon, right? Finn Balor. Yeah, yeah he about to come yeah. back. So we going they gonna run Extreme Rules. I'm gonna definitely watch that match that they had on Thursday just because. They worked, I think that was 2016 when it was Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns before, yeah, before the WrestleMania. No, 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 that was Daniel Bryan. But I know they had a match before. That was pretty good. So I would like to see this iteration of Roman Reigns against him. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I think if you if you ever wanted to get from under Roman having the title, this is the perfect place to do it. But I don't know if Roman, like, because Roman's just running out of opponents, man. 
Like, uh, here's what I was thinking about with that because I don't. I, I hope they run this a little bit more. My thinking is, so probably they're gonna have him versus Brock Lesnar at Saudi, if yep. not the latest at Survivor Series, which is two months away. Possibly. You just uh, so it goes back to what I was thinking about earlier, or what I said earlier. At this point, you've done everything you could have done. You've been at your highest peak. Of course, he ain't leaving you. When we talk about, or when I talk about affording people, ain't a goddamn company alive other than WWE that can afford Roman Reigns. He 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 definitely making the most money. Probably anybody in pro, in pro wrestling right now, yeah, without question. Brock yeah, nah, and he's probably making way more than Brock Lesnar if we want to keep it a buck just off merch alone. So, so with him, it's like at this point, if he loses the title to Brock Lesnar, which I doubt is going to happen, that's fine. I don't know. They they got something lined up. It's like, I don't even try to think about what Vince is going to do, because probably half the time he doesn't know what he's going to do. But when he does it and it actually hits, you like, well, shit, I didn't know that was going to work. But if I'm always thinking about it and it, I was just thinking about in that aspect, like, you know, if he loses the title, it's fine. It's been one of the greatest runs I've ever seen in pro wrestling. If he keeps it, then I'm fine with that too, because I'm entertained by it still. I still believe yeah. it's the best thing in pro wrestling, promo wise. And then the matches, it just, you know, it, it's one of those things where you got to appreciate it now because in pro wrestling, everybody's like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Dude. What Kwame Brown said, are you motherfuckers not entertained? What more do you want? Like, bro, once again, if you don't want nothing from WWE, if you don't want to watch the Roman Reigns, you got AEW. All those guys that you herald over there. You know how free it is to turn to that channel? Very yeah. easy. You turn to that. They on Wednesdays and on Fridays now. We getting, we getting that Miro match, a Suzuki match versus... Dean Ambrose on Wednesday in Cincinnati. Yep. You got that. You got your wrestling over there. You got GCW once again. It's like the great thing about it, like I said, and I'll talk about the end of the year. It's like, yo, we got so many options. Yep. It's not competition. It's variety. But that's beautiful, too. I think even the incels and their insane mindsets, they starting to realize, like, well, damn, I got choices. Yeah, motherfucker, you always had a choice. Yep. Not selling E40, but you know. Yep. Yeah, like I got the fit TV app. Yes, I gotta pay for some of these pay-per-views. And yes, I could watch it for free. I think I'm about to start paying. Cause you know why? We gotta start paying for things we actually like so they can keep doing it. Yep. Like, why always- not? If you, if I could pay 15 bucks for a GCW pay-per-view, why not? I I spend more than that on food a day. Is that and the thing is like yeah, you could do this Peacock thing. That's $5. But if you're only paying for Peacock, which means WWE is the only paid uh, pay-per-view place that's driving traffic, the other places die. There is no growth. And if you want to keep all these variety options, you're going to have to spend a little bit of bread. Maybe you don't buy everyone everything, but AEW makes it easy on you. You got four. You got four you got to pay for. You got Revolution, you got Double or Nothing, you got All Out, you got Full Gear. So you got four of those. GCW, they, you know, they like Master P Mix uh, albums. They got like one, two or three every month. But like you said, they $15, so it adds up to like the same amount as like one AEW event. Mm hmm. We got Ring of Honor still having their match, their events. You got NWA having their events. You got New Japan having their events. You have all these different variety things. Like we're about to get into the G one. I just realized. Mm-hmm. And then Wrestle Kingdom is now three days because they're probably doing a deal with AEW. Boy, ain't no way. Ain't no way, boy. Ain't no way, boy. But it's three days, bro. What? How else? What? What would be the reason 
from two days to now three. It's definitely that, and we've been seeing it all year. Like, well, yo, yeah, our so workers keep coming over there. Y'all got to come over here too. That's true because the way uh, Impact was selling Bound for Glory, they put their logo, they put Ring of Honor, they put AEW, they put New Japan, and I think they put either CMLL or AAA. But there you go. Yeah. So, you know, I'm with it. Uh, G1 starts September 18th. And it's going to go. Yeah. And it goes all the way to October 21st. And let me give you the blocks. Block A, you got Great Okan. I don't know who that is. Kota Ibushi, Tomohiro Ishii. Kenta Tangaloa, Tetsuya Naito, Zack Sabre Jr., Shingo Taga- Takagi, champion, Yujiro Takahashi, and Toru Yano. Block B, you got Jeff Cobb, Evil, Goto, Okada, Chase Owens, Sonata, Taichi, Tanahashi, Tanatonga, and Yoshihashi. So, honestly, I could see Takagi. Takagi winning this. Because unless they're going to let Ishii win, I, uh, Okada won enough. Everyone in Block B, I mean, the only person I can see in Block B winning is maybe Sonata. Maybe Evil. But no Jay White, did, no Will Ospreay. When does it start again? My fault. Uh, September... 18. Okay, you want to wait to do predictions? No, I'm gonna do the prediction right now, like I told you. Like when we get closer to it, this and that, but the prediction for it right now that I'm saying right now, we can do it again uh next week when it starts. But as of right now, the thing I'd say more than likely person I got coming out of this right now is Takagi. So, yeah, that's it. Okay then. Yeah, we. I'll when I look at the card, I'll have more insight as to the booking aspect of it because I definitely want to give some predictions. Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. It is not enough time in the day, man. It ain't. It, it's not like I gotta watch previous GCW pay per views I missed. God damn, what is this? Let me look it up. Fucking Grand Slam, New Japan. I miss my, yo, it's not enough time to football season about to start. Yeah. But football season, I mean, depending on how many of these people got their shots, this could be fairly interesting in the sense that, hey man. Some of these matches just might not be good just because, hey, there's an outbreak. Or, hey, someone forfeited. No, they basically said, and you probably already noticed, they said, yo, if your player ain't vaccinated, you're going to have to take the hit being a team. So you're going to have to come out of pocket because we ain't canceling shit. Fair. So if your player don't show up vaccinated, hey, man, listen, you're going to have to take the hit, big fella, but the game going to roll on. So the placing of these teams might be just based on that. Like, yo, your player didn't, your star player didn't show up. Fuck it. You, you try to forfeit, you're going to have to pay. So they're probably going to be like, hey, man, sit your ass at home. But we still going to play because we ain't missing out no money. And that's called capitalism, people. That's how America works. That it does. Um, yeah, man, that's all I got. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, yeah, I'll save the next my next thought for the next episode. Okay, then. All right. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else happened that I found hilarious. Oh, so the funniest thing I think was so the Bucks had the thumbtack Cactus Jack shoe, right? And I go on IG and I see Travis Scott has put that on his IG. If they can get 
Travis Scott and AEW. I think we might have something here. The thing is, he would be perfect for AEW's crowd. Yeah. They seem like they're very big on Travis Scott music. Is that a um, subliminal hit? Absolutely. Um, other than that, oh, this is completely unwrestling related, but hey. So for those of y'all that was out there listening to Kanye West or Drake's album or whatever, since y'all into these 20 song albums, I suggest y'all go listen to Forever is a Mighty Long Time by Big Crit. It's a pretty good 20 song album. And, you know, a little different than what Kanye was putting forth. It was a little different than what Drake's putting forth, but still quality stuff. And that's all I got for you. You telling them to listen to the the ones with the samples, right? On that piff? No, 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 no. This was the actual album. This was oh, okay, the yeah, my fault. Yeah, no, the actual album. The mixtapes, yeah. I mean, hey. I'm not about to teach people about what that piff is at this point. That's right. just, you either know or you don't. But, nah, man, that's really it. Uh, y'all have yourselves a good week. We'll see y'all shortly. And other than that, what else? Hey, man, Karrion Cross got barred down by John Morrison. Not even the Miz. John Morrison. Be safe, uh, though. Yeah. Your time is coming, big fella.